tell you that together we are unstoppable. During this season my goal is to provide you with stories from amazing women and business owners which will help you to adopt, grow and exercise that entrepreneurial spirit and mindset that already exists within you. I hope these stories allow you to learn, scale and become more resilient. I hope they can show you how to build your dreams and open doors. Remember that you already are exceptional and you deserve to sit at any table you desire to be in. You were meant for greatness. So let's get loud. Own your today. Own your story. And let's build together a better tomorrow. And we are live here, Transcend with M and Meredith Messenger. How are you doing, Meredith? You know what? It's Friday. I'm feeling pretty good about the week. Like, it was crazy, but I'm feeling yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. How are you? Whining. Good. Winding down a little bit, you know, no. finalizing the day. Well, you know, we're, we are going to be winding down <laughs> for the next 30 minutes, you know, like just finishing up the week with a great conversation. And I am so happy that I finally have one of my favorite people here sharing her story. So for those that don't know Meredith, she owns InsureGood. And even though we both have our own agencies and everything, we've never seen each other as competition. She has an amazing niche. She is creating an amazing and valuable organization. And I cannot wait for her to share not just where she comes from, you know, her her journey, but how Insure Good is actually changing the lives of many women out there. So, Meredith, give us a little bit of background. Who, yeah. who is this? Who is this amazing person here with me today? Yeah. I don't know about amazing, but thank you. That was an amazing. That was an amazing introduction. <laughs> Um, and also like you could be my hype girl. I feel like I could take Monica and just have her travel around with me and like kind of like be right next to me all the time as my hype girl. I'm like you got this, you got this. You got this. Like your, next, like your next career adventure, like on top of the six things you already do. Um, so thank you. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Thank you for being amazing. And yeah, it's been a long time coming. I aside from just scheduling, which has been a nightmare for the two of us because we're both super busy, but just it's been a long time. I think you and I first met um, on a mastermind together through the big eye. And we were both sort of like secretly working on the things that we really wanted to do in our lives. And we would talk, but we wouldn't completely say what we were doing because we weren't allowed to. Um, and then when we both kind of came, came out, if you will, in the sense that like we all announced what we were doing, we're like, that's why you wouldn't talk about it. And I'm like, and that's why you wouldn't talk about it. And the uh, conversations will be so weird. Like, um, well, I'm not at liberty to share. <laughs> so weird, so weird. But um, nonetheless, we hit it off immediately. And 
So if I think back, you know, to really how this whole thing got started, I was not an insurance. In fact, both of my parents were insurance. So I'm, I'm from the Hartford, Connecticut area, which is known in the world as the insurance capital of the world, right? And back oh, in the wow, day, yeah. it's still very much this way, but back in the day, there were so many insurance carriers in Hartford and everyone's parents worked at one or was connected to one or, you know, whatever. There was some connection back to insurance. And so growing up, I would say to my parents, I am not going into insurance. Insurance is awful and your jobs are awful and you're boring and all the things that teenagers say, right? And so like, I was never intended to do this yet. Here I am. And I feel like, isn't that what happens to so many of us? Um, so when I started uh, my career, I was actually a teacher, a special ed teacher. And it's still today, the thing that I'm most proud of. I taught emotionally disturbed, you know, children, I think, you know, today we talk about, you know, mental illness and mental health. And at the time it was a little bit different. And those were, those were kids who were unable to be in traditional school settings because um, they were disruptive or unsafe to themselves or others. Right. And it was very um, heavy. It was a very heavy environment to be in, but I loved it. I loved working in that setting because I knew that I was having an impact on children and people, the future of children who um, really were in limbo, right? And needed it and needed the help, needed the stability, needed the people in their lives that were going to believe in them and in, and help get them through some of really, really tough things, which I'll spare you some of those stories. And I left there. I did some, some inner city high school teaching as well. And I just left because I was completely burnt out. I mean, I had kids who would ask me to go to their basketball game because they didn't have family who would cheer for them or pick them up from, from prom because they got left. Right. And I did all those things. Kids know who cares about them versus who's there for a job. That was awesome. I did that, but it was very, um, I, I got very burnt out. It was very draining for me. And so I had no idea what I was going to do. I had a degree in fine arts and a degree in English. And I was like, what am I going to do with my life? <laughs> so I went out and I took a job at a technology startup as a sales and marketing coordinator and just got started learning business. And when you sit in a startup, and this is where, why I, you know, I may be able to do what I do now. When you sit at a startup, you know, you're selling things that you need to sell in order to pay people's paycheck that week. Like, are we that is that is absolutely correct. I don't yeah. know, you know, paycheck came very, very, very late. <laughs> Yourself, paycheck is very, very, very yeah. delayed. Yeah. And so those were amazing um, opportunities. And I learned a lot about technology and I learned a lot about business because working with very smart people, you go through venture capital, the whole thing. But at the end of the day, I'd done that a couple different times. I'd done that for a marketing technology startup firm. And I was like, what do I want to do with myself? I want to get some larger firm experience. So I went to Travelers. And actually, if those of you who can remember this, this was when social media was just coming out. And because I had worked at a marketing firm, I was very in tune with social media. And Travelers actually hired me specifically to help agents with social media at the time. And I was traveling around the country working for this sort of um, consulting group that was within Travelers. I didn't know that. Yeah. And my buddy, who I was always paired with, his name is Dan King. And I'm going to send him this podcast afterwards because he's going to be so excited. Um taught me everything I know about insurance agencies. So we went to insurance agencies across the country and said, okay, how can we help you grow? We did M&A work for them, operational efficiency studies for them, strategic sales and marketing training, business planning. That's where I learned the agency side of the business. And he taught me so many things. And he'd been in the space for, you know, 30 years at the time. And he kept on working long after I'd left. Um, so I learned that. 
I went to work for Hanover. Um, I was a, I was a marketing rep for them. For those of you guys who don't know, they're the ones who help manage agencies, um, insurance agencies. And I was like really determined to get some promotions, to be in the field sales leadership team. And I worked really hard to do that just to wake up one day and realize I hated it. I was very unhappy with everything I was working on. Um, I became someone that I did not like. It's no disparaging to any of yeah. me. I lost myself in the process. Mm -hmm. And that's very challenging because that's what a lot of us experience before we actually go, uh-huh. Okay. Well, you know, and, and, and we're challenged to get out of our comfort zone and say, do I really want to live like this forever? Or do I really take this step into believing a little bit more in myself, finding out what are the things that, you know, I enjoy doing and then taking a shot at it. Um, and as scary as it is, because it's not easy to, you know, be, depend on yourself, which is basically what we are doing. We're depending on ourselves. Yeah. It, it, you know, at the end, it is worth it. And, you know, it mm -hmm. comes with, I mean, you know better than, than anyone. It comes with super long hours and a bunch of different challenges that, you know, even though we've been doing this job forever, we didn't expect. So, mm -hmm. I mean. Yeah. And I tell you that story not to give you my resume because really yeah. where I am today is the culmination of all of those experiences. So if you think about yeah. it, you know, I worked in my experiences in primarily white male dominated industries who have a very um, public issue with women and minorities in the space and mm -hmm. how they're treated and how um, there's a disparity, right? In, in a variety. Right. And so it was all of those experiences and some of those micro experiences that I saw and that I saw happening to other women in the space and in mm -hmm. particularly minority women, if I can just say that because it's particularly yeah. bad for minority women. Yeah. Uh, it was a culmination of all of that that really got me to say, how am I going to, along with a couple of other businesses that I've launched, how am I going to do something meaningful in this world? Like right. I need to work on something that's going to make a difference. And so this idea of insure good was built out of that, that businesses mm -hmm. should be designed around social good, right? And so at its yeah. core, insure good is a social enterprise. We are working to break down the wealth gaps that exist for women and minorities in business mm -hmm. ownership hands down. So by 2030, we want to bring um, 25 women and or underrepresented populations into agency ownership as affiliate agents of ours. Yeah. Um, because the number one reason why more women aren't in agency ownership roles are because they don't have the opportunity to see it. Or the leadership. Or mentorship. Leadership. Exactly. Mm -hmm. me, me, right. So the idea is that we're building insured is building a blueprint for these women to be successful as they come into the independent agency space. We have access to the right mentorship. You know, we have an all woman leadership team. We have the right training opportunities. We're very well and, you know, engaged in our um, industry associations and networks. So we're building the blueprint that makes this opportunity accessible for women and minorities who wouldn't have even known it existed. And that doesn't mean people who went to four-year colleges necessarily either, right? So we're working mm -hmm. with a lot of our local high school systems. We're really trying to figure out 
how do we bridge this gap and make sure that not only everybody's aware that it's an amazing opportunity, yeah. but that we can set them up for success. And that includes capital. Right. So we, we profit from our agency goes into when we have profit goes into our um, education and development fund. So we can bring these individuals into the agency and help seed them with some money because this is not an easy place to survive. And if no. you have family or you have children, you're going to need some startup money to help yeah. that gap while you build this business. And the first year, the first year is the most difficult year because, you know, you don't have any residual income coming through. Now, year two, year three right. depends a lot on the retention of it. Right. Yep. So we have to you have to work really, really hard on developing this servicing machine in order for you to keep that recurrent revenue at least at 90 percent. Right. Yep. Which will be fantastic. And yeah. once year three comes into play, then you're like, oh, I can breathe <laughs> a well, little bit. And here's the thing with this, right? Like, here's the thing. We have all of that for yeah. these people to leverage, right? And right. so we are meaningfully, we're putting into practice a philosophy of DE and I and the I in the independent agency mm -hmm. space. And we're super proud of that mission. And what this for those of you who are not in insurance what we're helping people develop is an asset that's going to change their lives and their families' lives. It can be sold, right. you know, right. so insurance and insurance business is a re recurring renewable asset that could be worth a lot of money mm -hmm. when the time is right to sell. So it's literally, we're helping build, people build an asset that can change the trajectory of their lives and their families' lives. And that ripples out, right? Cause then their kids have different lives, make different choices. Um, so this is, this is how I want to live out. Yeah. The mission that I have in the world, which is to leave this a little bit better than we found it. So it's all about purpose. Right. Mm -hmm. So tell me about the uh, so we have to mention you did hosted an amazing uh, conference on the fall, which was fantastic. And it was so informational. And I think so many amazing women took advantage of it. But not only you're doing community work and you know, showing off for people and giving them spaces, you have an internal group that you're partnering with. So tell me about more, tell me more about those partnerships, what they bring to the table, how you're all, you know, working together in order to bring these businesses forward, because that's, you know, it's not just about the insurance knowledge and how to build this business, but then the other parts of the business that own that, most agency owners, like I will say 99.5% have never had exposure to unless it's an inherited business, right? That my grandpa started, now everybody knows what everybody's doing. My dad took it, now it's mine, right? Unless you come from that space, starting in an agency is, uh, it, it, it is a, a, a stumble after stumble after stumble. So I think this is pretty fantastic because whoever decides to take this step, it's going to have all the tools, not, not, not only with the long experience and process that they're not going to have to build, right. but this enterprise of people that is going to help them to grow. Yeah. So tell me, tell me more about that. Well, it takes a tribe, right? And so like mm -hmm. for so long in our space and maybe yeah. in other industries from your listeners too, we, you know, people who have led our led in our space who have been leaders have been so close to the vest it's all mine i can't tell anyone anything like everyone's mm -hmm. my competition and 
you know, agents among each other are very, you know, congenial and they do share things. But the idea of like, what's the secret sauce? We've not, you know, people haven't really been comfortable putting that out there. And for me, and you said this in the beginning, we it's collaboration over everything. Right. Because, because when you do that, and I think this is the thing that makes people, people don't understand. And the reason why they get anxious over partnerships and collaboration is there's an abundance of opportunity. There's more than enough opportunity for all of us out there to the point where I, sometimes I'll get an insurance inquiry and I'm like, this isn't for me. It's for Monica. It's just, yeah. it's just a great fit for me. My fit will come. Right? Yeah. So the idea of partnerships and collaboration is I don't know everything and no, neither, neither does everybody else. No. And so building this ecosystem of collaboration and partnership means that all of us will have the support that we need at the moments and the points in time that we need it, whether it's business or it's personal. Um, there have been many times that I texted Monica, like, I'm not really sure I'm okay right now. Like, you know, give me a thumbs up if we can keep going because I'm not. Um, you know, so sometimes it's informal, sometimes it's formal. Um, yeah. So you develop this ecosystem. And in doing so, you're supporting other people's businesses. They're bringing their best expertise and best selves yeah. to you and to your clients and to your staff. And you're creating this machine that is run on collaboration and positivity and everybody gets better. Everybody yeah. grows, everybody's slice of the pie continues to grow. And so the idea of building that ecosystem, I think has been one of the main cat catalysts of our business. Um, yeah. and, and as you alluded to earlier, bringing those people together in opportunities where we can let their expertise shine, sharing audiences. Some people are very selfish with their audiences, but not us, right? Like I want to put Monica in front of my people. I want them to know what she does and what her expertise is and what she contributes um, and vice versa, right? Like, Absolutely. so it's been really, really beneficial. And if I could offer any advice for anyone, not that I'm in a position, but what I have learned is that those partnerships and that ecosystem is everything. It is because I mean, there is nothing better than not having to waste any time. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do. You do. Tell me what to do. It's as simple as that. I just say five hours of my time trying to figure something out, yeah. right? Like it's, yeah. If it's something that we don't, we always complain that we don't have is time. So why don't you utilize the resources and the people that wants to see you grow? in order to do so like i just i just feel that there is this environment that oh no i can't tell her that because maybe she'll take it for her for her business like who cares yeah. you know execution is different for everybody i can give you 10 pages of my process and if you are not a good executor or you don't have the guidance you're not going to be able to do it right so i need to be able to help you do it I think, and I, will, have, right? I think, yeah, I think people have to realize and, and maybe I've had some insight on this that helped me not take so many hard hits up, up front on this, but, um, we are not all good at everything. And, yeah. and, and I think just accepting that being self-aware, like, here's the things that are in my zone of genius. Here are the things that are not, here are the things that give me energy, the things that don't and finding people who compliment you in other areas and things that you can hand off to people um, and that you're comfortable handing off from with your clients even right um, yeah. to other people. So that's been because of the way our model is set up and how we work with our, our risk management clients. I uncover things all the time that I'm not going to be an expert in and I'm not going to help a client with, but I may call Alyssa 
who, you know, yeah. is a DEI person and say, Hey, no, they have an issue on the cigar side. Can you help them? I may call, you know, Veronica and, and Brittany at V3 and say, Hey, they really need some help on the communication side. That's not my zone yeah. of genius. Um, right. And this happens all the time, you know? So the idea of just always ex extending that network, always putting value first, always saying like, what can I do to help someone else has been a yeah. philosophy that served us really, really, really well. Yeah. And I think, you know, more than anything is understanding that people want to help. So it's completely up to us to ask for it, right? Mm -hmm. And leveraging the relationship. Relationships are extremely important. Without them, if you isolate yourself, you won't be able to grow either. And that's, you know, that's really important. So tell me a little bit of the lessons learned so far in the past, you know, two years. Okay. Oh my God. There's so many. Um, <laughs> I know, but I maybe could have taken this with a glass of wine. We could have gotten real deep on this. Um, yeah, I got no, I got no, no beer or wine. <laughs> Um, we are we are doing this on a Friday afternoon just for everybody's benefit who might listen in the future. Um, you know, lessons learned. So one, relationships are everything. Find your people. Mm -hmm. And not just any relationships, because the busier you get, the less able you are to maintain superficial relationships or one-sided relationships or relationships that are just really kind of eating you up. I actually had a huge problem with that. Monica may know this about me. When I launched my business and for a while, I would just give, 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 give. And that's a wonderful thing to, to have and to be. But you need to know that there are going to be some people or clients or businesses, whatever, that you're going to run into that are just going to suck it all up and maybe not give it back. And so really being discerning in terms of who you're spending your time with and asking yourself, are the people I'm surrounding myself with raising me up? Are they maybe one step ahead of me? Are they... How are they contributing to my success? I think who you spend time with is really important. Who you decide to invest your time with is really important. Um, and that did take me a little while to learn. I think that was a big thing for me. And there was a few times I was really hurt by some of the things that happened. Relationships yeah. that maybe I thought were a certain way that weren't. Yeah. Um, which is okay because you learn from it, right? Yeah, um, I mean, it's, it's going to happen, I think. Um, but we have to be aware, right? Now you're aware. Now you know what to look for. Now you know what a good relationship looks like and what one doesn't, right? So we always have to go through those specific scenarios in order to learn and, and be better. So, yeah. I mean, I, I, I say those are amazing lessons and they're lost, not yours, right? For sure. Yeah. And it's yeah. And the other thing is, is where you start. And what you envision for your business, if we're talking about business lessons learned, um, is not going to be where you are a year from now. And it's not going to be where you are two years from now, meaning your ideas are going to change. Your audience is going to change. Your target markets are going to change. Your messaging is going to change. You have to get really comfortable in the space of not really knowing what's coming next and how you're what you're changing. Right. And like adapting um, and being OK with that. You know, and that's so difficult because, you know, I just like in five years, I want to be. But the reality is that tomorrow something can drastically change and then you, you have to adjust and you have to pivot. We, we learned that. Right. I know we keep like referring back to like the pandemic and all this stuff. But, you know, that's going to be an example that is going to last with us for a very, very long time. 
Um, and even though it doesn't relate specifically to, you know, certain aspects, because our businesses actually, tr you know, thrived during the pandemic, um, still, you know, we face other challenges like retaining clients, finding new clients and stuff like that, that are going to be trusting us for a very long time. And same thing happens with relationships, right? Sometimes people think that you are pursuing them just because they, they, you want to benefit from them, but they don't know that they can also benefit from you. And that's the conversation, you know, why, why should we partner up or work together or, 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 or do other things? And, and people miss that mark most of the time. Yeah. Um, I think you have to be focused on the right things. Um, there's a lot of different ways to grow and you can grow really fast and make your numbers look really good for a while. You can kill yourself doing that. You can hurt your relationships doing that. You could grow really strategically. I think you just have to be mindful of what's most important to you. And if, if you're in this for the long haul and you're driven by a set of values and you're really driven by a mission, reminding yourself of that mission and always going back to, I can't make the easy decision that's going to be hard in the long run. I need to be focused on the hard decision that's going to make my business and my mission easy in the long run, right? So sometimes that means that you walk away from things that are super tempting. And if you're like me, you see opportunity in everything and everyone. And Monica can vouch for that. Cause like, if you spend a half hour with me, I will convince you that you can do whatever it is that you wanna do, because I really think that's true. Um, we just need to work on applying that to ourselves. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, so it's like, it's really, it, there are decisions that you're going to need to make that are going to be painful to make. Yes. And you're going to be like, yeah, is this the right thing to do? And yeah. the only thing that you have to go back to is your vision and your values. Mm -hmm. And if it aligns with your mission and your vision and it's in tune with your moral and your values, your value proposition and your moral like fortitude, right? Um, yeah. That's what's going to, that's to me, that's what helped me guide m myself through those really difficult decisions. Um, yeah. Because I want to be able to sleep well. Mm. I want to be able to like look back on this and say, and this is why I'm so full of gratitude right now. You know, Monica is coming off of a really big event. For, you, for those of you listening, it's it's July. Monica had a really big event last week and it was in Massachusetts. And there were some people there that I knew really well, but I didn't know them in real life. Like I'd never met them um, because of the pandemic. We're just sort of coming out of that now and seeing each other, right? And I went back and forth because I'm so busy. I'm like, oh, but I want to go. I want to support my friend, right? So I, I go to this event. And for me, the biggest takeaway from the whole thing was the ripple effect that we have when we don't even know we're having it. Yes. And so the idea of like, I did this thing that made Monica see this thing that made her make this choice. And she knows this person and I know this person because of Monica. So the idea of like we're out there in the world and I don't think we're always noticing how much of an impact that we're actually mm -hmm. having. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's like, look at Sarah. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> Oh, we have another comment here. Hello. Thank ah. you. <laughs> um, no, it's true. Like, you know, and it is amazing because we have to recognize the people that is helping us get where we want to get, right? Like, you know, 
it is important to understand that we might be doing this today and somebody's going to watch it six, seven months from now. And it's going to say like, oh my God, that's what I needed to hear just today. Right. So can I give you a funny story like that, that illustrates that? I was just talking about this today. So in 2018, I was running another business as well. And it was a sales consulting business. I was helping women who are launching businesses sell. And I had a podcast called Selling with Soul. And when you podcast, if you've ever podcasted, especially back then, because it was newer, you don't know if anyone's listening. Like you sometimes see numbers in your downloads and things. We're like, who's really listening to this? Like, who are these people? And it takes a while for anyone to talk to you. But I loved, I loved that podcast. And I took a new role and I wasn't able to do the podcast anymore. And I was sort of like heartbroken. And I was going back through like old LinkedIn messages because I had like a thousand from like six years ago in my LinkedIn thing. And I was noticing like there were all these ones I hadn't even seen. And people in like 2019 and early 2020 are like, are you no longer doing your podcast? And I'm like, who are these people? But my point is, is that they were listening and they found it later and they were inspired by it. And they're like, why aren't you doing this anymore? And so my point is, is when you think maybe nobody's listening, they actually are. Like people are actually listening. There is a lot of people. Yeah. There there is a lot of people listening and we are a vessel of change. I know I said this on the event last week. We are a vessel of change. You can impact anyone's life and you don't even know it. And I always tell, you know, my guest on the podcast, my goal is that this conversation helps someone's life. One person a day. I don't know if I do, but I believe that I do. That one person a day and one life a day is being changed because of all the good things that you and I are doing together or that, you know, anyone is doing to showcase that good really exists and that we all have these stumbles and these paths and these things that we go through, but they're a lesson for other people that is coming behind us or are, are in a specific time of their lives that they, they need to hear and they need to see that somebody else, right, already yeah. been there, done that. And just because of that resiliency, I can do it too, right? So that's, that's what we're here. At least I know you and I align on that purpose very much. Yeah. Um, We all have a power to be, to make things, to enhance things, to be vocal, to use our voices, to make the world and even one person a little bit better, right? And I always find it really fascinating to me. I go off and I live my life and I do the things that I think should be done the way that I think they should be done. And I don't think too much about it, but then someone comes back and says something mm-hmm. or writes something or comments on something. And you're like, wow, like that was nothing to me, but it had this immense impact on you Yeah, that, to the point where you would reach out about it. Right. And so I find that incredibly beautiful. Yeah, yeah. it you is. Know? It is. It is because we underestimate ourselves so much because we're always told that you aren't enough we always strive to do more to be better to do and do and do and and sometimes we don't take that pause and step back and organize ourselves and see who have we really impacted like Mm -hmm. you know it took me 
two days or a day and a half, like for all this stuff to sink in after that event. And I just cried. Sad, but I was just, I was, I, I'm like, all these people really showed up. And I think I know every single person that showed up with the exception of like five people. And I was like, I really know all these people. You know, so it's, and sometimes you forget because we get so involved into our daily lives, into our busy day today, that we forget souls that we are helping with our actions. Mm -hmm. And it is amazing to see when you take a step back, you see their motivation, you see, you know, that to do what they want to do and it takes a village that too like their smiles fuel us right their stories fuel us like their lessons are our lessons because Mm -hmm. i um, when i talk about the podcast i say you know this was my healing journey it's still my healing journey the reason why this podcast is here is because i was broken so mm-hmm. I needed to hear these stories in order for me to heal and ended up being the other, like it ended up being healing for other people. And that's the beauty of this. We have to share and we mm-hmm. have to come together as community. Um, so so tell me a little bit about your community. What, what are you trying to attract? So in terms of attraction, I think we are well aligned with anyone who is mission driven. And so I think if you think about, if you take a step back, like I started to say, you know, in, in that 2020 timeframe, when you were launching your new endeavors and your podcast and all these things, and I was launching mine, um, Insure Equality was planning to launch. We had, you know, all of these, and none of us knew each other at the time, by the way, but we had yeah. all of these people who were launching these social enterprise, ex, you know, exceptionally mis- mission dri- um, driven businesses that were based on people's experiences. And we wanted to make sure that others didn't have the same experiences that we had. Right. And we built that into our business models. We built that into our plans. And so the members of our community that tend to be most drawn to us are those who are also mission driven and are, I think, really craving the support and the inspiration that says, yes, you can have a mission-driven business and be profitable. You can make a difference in the work that you're doing every single day in whatever feels passionate to you and resonates with you, right? And so it can be really intimidating in the world right now with all the negativity and all of the things that are going on. And and there are a plethora, (laughs) millions of issues that need to be worked out. But in the microcosm that we're operating in, we're doing the work. Yeah. You're doing the work, Monica. I'm doing the work. Alyssa's doing the work in her way. Um, you know, Athena's doing the work in her way. So we all are doing this thing. Um, and I think that is beautiful. And I think it's encouraging. I think it's comforting. I think that we have women who are drawn into our communities just for that reason alone. Yeah. Right. And so um, the other thing that I think really encourages women to come into, and we have, we share a lot of communities together, Monica and I. So I think mm-hmm. I can talk kind of like, you know, a wee thing, but I think the other thing that yeah. attracts people to us is that we authentically care. And I want people in our 100%. community who authentically care about each other. Um, 
and you can't fake that. Like there's only amount of time before someone's like, okay, you really don't care. Like that's not really you. Um, like, this is bullshit. <laughs> that's wrong. <laughs> um, and, and we're pretty good about protecting ourselves from those people coming into our tight knit communities. Um, mm -hmm. But everyone else we're wide open for, right? I think we're very accepting. I think no matter what stage of business you're in, you can find value in our communities. Um, and I think because of that, people are drawn to it, you know? Um, I don't know what you would add because you have a really strong community too. Well, I think, you know, the other thing that I think we, we, we also have in common is that our community is not just local. It's, yeah. it's countrywide. It's, we know people in other countries too. Mm -hmm. And something that it is important to understand is that community equals caring, which you just mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we don't have communities. This is, this is not like a paid network, any of that sort. Like, I don't want anybody to think like we're opening a paid network. It's not any of that. But it is also, it's, it's showing up. It's plain and simple. You just have to show up for one another. You mm -hmm. have to, you might not talk every day. We don't talk every day. We don't even talk every month. But we know that we are there if we need each other. And that's community, right? So I think... I think, you know, and, and it's just not, not just insurance either. I think people need to understand that, you know, we have a very strong community of women in insurance, but you have a bunch of business owners that are in all realms on, on the England area, especially like Hartford and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So it can apply to anyone as far as the row. And they're yeah. and they work for themselves. There, it, it that's all it takes. Doesn't take more than that. Yeah, I. It's a really good point. Like I think our mission isn't insurance driven. Insurance is the tool in which I can drive the mission that I actually have. So if my expertise right. had been in hairstyling, right, and opening up hair salons, then I would be doing the same thing. Just with hair salons um, right. and you can put in any X industry, fill in the blank industry into my business model, I would be doing the same thing. Um, right. It just so happens that this is what I know. And so this is what I'll use. Right. Um, right. And that's why I think it's so important to understand just the overall community aspect. It's not about an industry and it's also not about ownership or not ownership sometimes mm -hmm. either. Right. But females, women who are working their way through the challenges of being a woman in today's workforce, minorities who are facing um, distinctly challenging times um, navigating the workforce, mm -hmm. right? So I think yeah. it is an open area, to your point. And I think yeah. all of those perspectives make it an interesting and fun and valuable place to be too, right? Yeah. Right, I right. And all the time. Me too. Every day. Like I was... Um... So this is funny. I I knew Precious because of you. And then I went to a book signing here because I, you know, I wanted to support Heidi and she was there and we started that relationship, right? And it, that's a person that she's a person that you look up to. Like she's like up there, right? We're like right here and you look at <laughs> her and she's like yeah. up here, right? Yeah. And it was so humbling to spend time with her and then I get a call 
And she's like, you know how she talks? She's like, hello, queen. And I was like, eh, you know. <laughs> and, you know, she told me all the things she learned from the time she spent with me. And I told her, you know, all the things that I learned from being with her. And it was such a beautiful exchange, right? Because, like, I never thought that she will learn something from me because I was ready to absorb everything that she had to give. Right. Yeah. But through that process, we all, we, we both, and you know, with Sarah was in uh, at the house and everything, we all learned something that it kind of clicked that it was missing. It was missing. And I think that's the power, right? That's the power right there where we can be having a conversation and you mentioned something and I was like, hold, Repeat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we are and, constantly 100%. learning. 100%. And, and it goes back to, to like authenticity. Like, let's just talk yeah. about that for a second. So like, if she had approached the situation or you had approached the, the situation with less than authentic, like, I just want to absorb this and, and yeah. provide value, then that never would have happened. Like, if you approach people from the mindset of like, what can I get from the situation? Um, right. in a sort of life sucking way or selling way that mm -hmm. that's going to show through and through. Right. So I think the beauty of these things is about authentically caring and authentically coming into a situation and saying, what can I learn here? Like, regardless of success ratios and business journeys and all those things, like, what can I take away from this and how my mm -hmm. favorite thing, and you'll, you know, this about me, I'll ask every single person I meet with, how can I help? Right. Like I'll meet a woman at a networking event who's like, I've been thinking about starting a consulting from how can I help? Yeah. Um, they're like, I'm really stuck in my business or my, you know, my son is sick. How can I help? Like my favorite yeah. line is tell me how I can help you with where you are right now. And, and you would be so surprised about how gratifying that is and what that does for relationships. Yeah. You know, yeah. how can I help? How can I help? So next time you're meeting someone new, Next time you are having a one-on-one -on -one with someone, what do we need to ask? How can I help? I help. How can I help? Well, Meredith, thank you so much for spending this time with us today. I am extremely, extremely happy that you were here. And I cannot wait for us to, you know, continue our journey and grow and continue to learn from one another. Um, and, and tell people where they can reach out to you if they need a consultation or they're thinking about opening their own agency or they need some sort of help, how they can reach out to you. Sure. Um, so you guys can find me on LinkedIn personally. LinkedIn is my mode of choice. So um, send me a message on LinkedIn, say, I listen to the podcast or I know you through Monica and I'll respond. Don't send me a message that says, do you want to hear about my product or service? Because then I'll delete it. <laughs> Mention that you know me from something, I will respond. I swear. But like, hey, I, I saw you doing X. Like, let's just give a quick sales <laughs> lesson here. Not because we accept your LinkedIn request or Facebook or mm -hmm. Instagram or Twitter or whatever it is that you want to use ever. And start with I thought you might be interested you know, in interested in our services. Oh, delete. Delete, you know? 100% delete. delete. Yeah. Okay. Thank <laughs> you for accepting the request. Yeah. I was hoping I can tell you a little bit about our services. Delete. 
No, <laughs> you already know that that goes against my philosophy of authenticity anyway. So right. anyway, yeah, find me on LinkedIn. Happy to connect with you. I'm happy to connect with anyone that Monica knows because we, so you means you're all, immediately awesome. Um, you can go to our website at InsureGood. It's I-N-S-U-R-E-G-O-O-D.org. Um, there's lots of information on our site about what we do and how we're structured. You can schedule a meeting there. So those would be the two main places. Amazing. Well, everybody have an amazing weekend. Thank yes. you for watching. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye. Life is meant to be fun. You're not hurting anyone. Nobody loses. Let the music make you free. Be what you want to be. Make no excuses. I appreciate you listening today. Remember that it is your reaction to adversity, no adversity itself, that determines how your life story will develop. Now it is the time to do something meaningful and impactful with your story. Help empower others or empower yourself to break that glass ceiling that holds you back. Don't forget to visit our website to learn more about our guests from today and connect with us on LinkedIn and Instagram. My name is Monica Duani and I cannot wait to see you transcend. <laughs>